are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The Wednesday Night War results are in. Kofi Kingston could be out and Mexico takes it very, very seriously. For Friday, December the 20th, 2019, this is your Cultaholic Daily Wrestling News. It's a win for NXT in the final live Wednesday Night Wars of 2019. Let's break these numbers down. NXT, which featured Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT title. And of course, Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley for the women's title in the main event. 795,000 viewers. AEW, which featured Chris Jericho taking on Jungle Boy slash Jungle Jack Perry, whatever Jim Ross wants to call him today, 683,000 viewers. Now, how this breaks down in the all-important 18 to 49 demographic is also really telling. NXT picking up 344,000 viewers in the 18 to 49, whereas AEW picked up just shy of that at 319,000. A key difference. And according to Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer, why NXT won the 18 to 49 was women viewers. NXT doing nearly 60% women in that 18 to 49 demographic, which Dave, among many others, attributes to the Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley main event. 
It's a big win for NXT in both the 18 to 49 demographic and the demographic overall. It's, of course, the end of the year now, so we won't have a real... We'll, there will be live shows. There'll be shows next week, but they won't be live. Uh, we get back into it next year. Both AEW and NXT are really setting out their stall for big things next year. But we end 2019 with a win for NXT. And if you want to know what happened on both of those shows, you can check out AEW and NXT Graded on the Cultaholic YouTube channel right now. Kofi Kingston, who has just signed a brand new five-year contract, was chatting to Newsweek. And he revealed that this five-year deal could be his final one. He said, I have definitely thought about retiring. Kofi says, five years is such a long time away, but you'd be a fool if you didn't plan ahead. It's really early to say, but at the end of this five years, it might be the end of my career. Not just from an injury or physical perspective, but just not being home. Being away from my kids is very difficult. My kids are growing up and there's a lot of days that we miss. I am considering hanging them up at the end of this five-year period but you just don't know. I've been doing this for a long time now, well over a decade. It'll be 12 years on television in January, which is crazy to think about, but that is the reality. You have to be thinking about those things as a family man and as a person in general. Kofi Kingston has really put the time in as a WWE superstar. And, and now as a former WWE champion, he can say he's done it all. He's been to every position on the card. He's done everything there is to do. How how wonderful is it to be able to wrap up a career knowing that you did as much as you did and leave on a high and leave healthy? You, you hear more of this in this day and age than you did like in the wrestlers from the 80s and the 90s, wrestlers that are hanging it up before uh, they get too far gone health-wise and they can enjoy the rest of their lives with a good financial situation and a good health situation. So I hope if Kofi Kingston is hanging it up, then he, he manages to do so uh, in good health and with money behind him as well. Uh, Kofi's in action tonight on Friday Night Smackdown. We're going to see the new day taking on Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro, a non-title match, uh, which is really starting to build Sami Zayn's new faction, this new stable he's got with Nakamura and Cesaro. A nice, fresh matchup for SmackDown on TV tonight. We have an update on Kyrie Sane now. She is scheduled to be evaluated right after Christmas once again. It is possible she'll be back for uh, matches very, very soon. But as it stands, she has been taken off of all future dates until she's been properly evaluated. WWE haven't commented on Kyrie Sane's injury. They certainly haven't used the word concussion in the way that a lot of reporters have. I guess they want to make sure that they... Uh, they, they, they get it right before they announce that it's a concussion. There's obviously still checks still to do. Uh, but Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer does say that uh, historically, when a wrestler is injured and they don't come out and sort of immediately say what it is, it's normally a concussion. Uh, Kyrie Sane has had a history of concussion problems before and during her time in WWE. So there is a concern that she's at a potential risk 
of getting uh, another concussion. Obviously, when we know more, you will know more about it too. According to WrestleVotes, there's uh, John Cena plans in the pipeline for WrestleMania. WrestleVotes tweeted, I heard recently that John Cena wants to do something substantial at WrestleMania, more than just an appearance like last year. Cena resides within the Tampa area, so it seems like this mania could be very important to him. By substantial, I'm presuming we're meaning a match as opposed to just an appearance. It was nice to see the Doctor of Thugonomics at WrestleMania earlier this year. Maybe we'll get a match out of John Cena next year. This is the end of the first pay-per-view calendar year in something like 10 years where John Cena hasn't wrestled on pay-per-view, which is crazy to think about because there was a point when John Cena was sort of the cornerstone of the entire industry. Uh, so to see him back at WrestleMania, I think would be very welcome. Some current plans looking ahead for Monday Night Raw and Friday Night SmackDown. Some of these come from the Wrestling Observer. Uh, there are plans in place to push Umberto Carrillo and Andrade as a one-on-one -on -one program, looking to get both guys further up the card, as well as Andrade with Mysterio and Rey Mysterio with Seth Rollins as uh, well as Seth Rollins with Kevin Owens. The plan is having to have two top guys with two different programs running at the same time instead of one to keep the product fresh. Might get quite confusing, to be honest. Also on SmackDown, the plan is, according to Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, to turn the revival into comedy characters. This was started uh, this past week uh, when, as they were making their way to the ring, Dash Wilder tripped over the entrance uh, this was gift and memes to the nth degree, and this could be part of a bigger plan. Mixed feelings backstage, apparently. Their contract is due up in a couple of months' time. Whether this is once again an attempt uh, to, to send them out looking daft, we will see. And looking ahead to the Royal Rumble, it looks like Kane Velasquez could play a rather big role at the show. He is currently doing incredibly well in the bookies betting odds to win the whole men's royal rumble this would be a match that would set up brock lesnar and kane velasquez at wrestlemania 36. corey graves went off on wwe booking on his podcast after the bell he says it seems like week after week after week on Raw and SmackDown, we see rematches ad nauseum. I'm not tired of seeing these superstars. I'm tired of seeing the same matches over and over again. We've seen the Viking Raiders and the OC. How many times in the past few months have we seen that? We saw it again at TLC. I went on Twitter two weeks ago to praise Umberto Carrillo versus Andrade because it was awesome. I'm all for seeing more of it, but that doesn't mean in successive weeks. When I grew up, says Corey, there was an issue from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, and then the pay-per-view would mark a pivot point and they would move on to something different. I understand there is a ton of time to fill. You've gotta have, you've gotta have inevitable rematches. You can't have fresh matchups every week. But give me a week in between. I feel like I'm trapped in this bubble where whoever your opponent is for that period of time is the only person that exists on the WWE roster to you. It's not boring because the matches are good. They just don't feel important. I actually agree with Corey Graves on this. Uh, there is a repetitive nature to WWE programming as of late. They are a machine that just seems to be constantly turning out wrestling product. So I guess uh, a problem with that is you are burning a lot of feuds very, very quickly. Former ROH champion Matt Taven had successful ankle surgery yesterday afternoon. He did an injury angle to write him off telly at a final battle, and uh, he is due back uh, 
probably late next year. We haven't got an exact date as of yet, but as soon as we know, we'll let you know as well. La Parker is out of hospital and resting up. You may remember a month or so ago, La Parker did a dive during a AAA show. Uh, it was horrific. He banged his head right on the barricade and there were concerns that uh, he'd be paralysed off the back of it. Uh, he's making a slow and steady recovery. AAA uh, put him up in a home that they own and they have covered all the medical costs for La Parker. And uh, we hope to see him back on his feet very, very soon. Cody spoke in an interview about his time in WWE and uh, dropped a little interesting nugget of information where he said that he was told that twice he was going to win the Money in the Bank ladder match. In 2011 and 2012, he was told that he'd be winning the match. And it was on both occasions, on the day of the show, Vince McMahon decided to change his mind. Somebody else won instead. Of course, this is one of the many things that Cody got frustrated with in WWE, this sort of stop-start booking of him. But you know what? We're kind of glad that it happened because we probably wouldn't have AEW if that was the case. And uh, talking of AEW, Dustin Rhodes is looking to set up a wrestling school in Texas in conjunction with AEW. He was talking to the Miami Herald and he said, I've been wanting to open up a wrestling school for quite some time. I think Texas would be a good place for it and a good place for an AEW slash Dustin Rhodes wrestling school to get these kids ready. I would be all for that. I think it's important when you're bringing in talent that is hungry and young, you need a place to train and learn them how to do things properly, learn how to speak properly, learn how to cut your promos and whatever else is offered. So definitely that is something I think 100% is needed. Staying with AEW, we could see an all elite offer heading towards Ric Flair very soon. Ric Flair's WWE deal expires uh, at the end of this year. And according to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer, he is very close friends with Tony Khan to the degree that Tony Khan was an invited guest to his wedding. We are expecting AEW to make Ric Flair an offer to be a part of their team. We'll keep an eye on that. Talking of offers, WWE very nearly got AEW star Chris Statlander. She was incredibly close to signing a deal with WWE. But AEW came in with an offer which involved not just more money, but instant TV time, which WWE wasn't massively likely to give her. Chris Statlander has been a standout in AEW in the past few weeks alone. Uh, the whole idea of uh, an alien coming down to earth to learn the art of wrestling, I think is wonderful. I'm a big, big fan of this. Whether this gimmick would have seen the light of day in NXT or WWE, probably I would say no, initially at least, before their own version of it was was birthed. So I like that AEW are letting Chris Statlander just find her feet and do what she wants to do with that gimmick. And finally, Mexico taking wrestling stipulations incredibly seriously has made my morning. Sadiq Maiden has been suspended from wrestling in the state of Mexico for not agreeing to adhere to stipulations of shaving her head after a steel cage match on the 7th of December. Sadiq lost a hair versus hair steel cage match. Consequently, she had some of her hair shaved in the match and then went to the back, presumably to shave the rest of it off. But the next day she showed up uh, at, at the venue for the next show, still with lots of hair. And the commission said, no, you, you can't wrestle until you've, until you've shaved it all off. 
Mexico takes wrestling stipulations incredibly seriously. If you lose your mask or your hair in Mexico, they're coming off. And that'll do it for your Cultaholic Daily Wrestling News for 2019. This is the final Daily News podcast until the new year. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your daily routine. Uh, It means a lot that you've checked it out as well. And I look forward to me and you catching up proper uh, in the new year. But check out the Cultaholic YouTube channel across Christmas because we have plenty of wonderful videos dropping for you uh, over the festive season. And here on the podcast feed as well, you are not being left silent because on Christmas Day, we kick off a brand new series called the Cultaholic 12 Duds of Christmas. Myself, Matthew Gregg, and Justin Henry are going to be watching back some really bad wrestling, okay? And we're inviting you to watch along with us over that weird bit of crimbo limbo. We'll we'll keep you company. That'll start on Christmas Day. I will speak to you next year. Don't forget to join us. I love you. Bye. 